You're listening to Tech Grind, behind the scenes of leading high-tech ecosystems with your host, Nadav Kedar. Here comes part three, the Superman moment, where our guests experience and knowledge help create a valuable solution for the market. from Exponential Growth Partners. And uh, in this part, the Superman moment um, is about exponent, uh, Exponential Growth Partners. And I want to ask you, Shai, um, why did you create the company? Why, why did you start it? That's an interesting question. I'm asking myself the same question every <laughs> single day, I suppose. Uh, okay, so, we believe that we should uh, help ecosystems. I mean, raising funds for startups and you know being a private placement for startups is one thing, but you're only helping, uh, you know, uh, you know, solving a single pain. We want to help solving all pains. So when we help a fund raise funds, we help the fund help its own portfolio companies solve many pains, grow, and scale up. It, it's, it makes a lot more sense. It, it helps the community better, it helps the ecosystem better than a single startup. A single startup is awesome, wonderful, and each and every startup could be the next unicorn, could be the next Tesla, Apple, whichever the case is. But again, there's an, a 90% chance that a single startup would fail. So when you do it that way, when you multiply uh, probabilities here, you would be able to change the paradigm for the future. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that exponential growth partners would shift away from startups for you know, private placement for startups and focus on venture capital, private equity funds, accelerators, incubators, and naturally other types of uh, private equity deals such as mining and the likes. Again, we're helping out the entire ecosystem in comparison with only helping solve a single pain. And this is why we uh, we created Exponential Growth Park. So you came into it with a sort of uh, investor mindset because that's exactly how an investor thinks about things. He says, okay, let's let's go to the maximum limit that we can and help out of there. Pretty much, yes. So the, our intention was a little different. I mean, there are private placement agents who help funds raise funds. Each one has their own agenda. They have only help certain types of funds, uh, I don't know, uh, only ones that deal with crypto or only ones that deal with deep tech. We're agnostic because it doesn't matter to us. We have investors in different verticals from different co uh, companies, different, different jurisdictions, different mm -hmm. ge uh, you know, you know, geographies. Each one focuses on something different. But we also want to fall in love with the fund. We want to fall in love with what they're doing. We have 
we have opportunity funds mm -hmm. on board, mm -hmm. and we have technological venture capital companies, uh, venture capital firms, we have the private equity. Mm -hmm. We don't do real estate because real estate is something that uh, any, anyone can do. There, there are like REIT no, funds yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Do, but, yeah. but it's a very different product than... Uh, it's, a, it's a very different yeah. product and we don't fall in love with real estate. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do. You know, if you have a, a beautiful home on the ocean, uh, you know, an ocean front, the view and whatever, it's awesome. But yeah. that's not our intention. We want to help the entire ecosystem. And by helping the entire ecosystem, so it's a little different. And we learn more about, uh, you know, different ecosystems, different countries, based on what we're trying to do for the fund. We do like a SWOT and Porter's Five Forces analysis on the fund, you know, the same way you do with a startup. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot more on the macro scale. A lot more on the micro scale. There isn't like serviceable market. I mean, well, there is, but it's not the same as a as a startup because each and every startup could be in the same vertical. So you might be taking over the entire market share. Mm -hmm. Possibly, it's, it's yeah. You, you touch upon something here that's super important. Um, many times a startup can't even. Uh, uh, assess its market because it creates its market. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking about a fund investing in startups, trying to explain that to the LPs, uh, to the limited partners. That's, that's pretty tough. It, it's super tough, again, because mm -hmm. also the LPs have their own agenda. They also need to make sure that their investments make sense. Because if I put in uh, an LP usually would put something between 30 and 50 million into a fund. It's a lot more money than how much a fund would put in a startup. Mm -hmm. Now, a fund is raising, I don't know, 200 million, 300 million, 400 million. They also want to see results because the LPs have their own, you know, uh, managers breathing down their necks. Mm -hmm. They also have principles. Asking questions. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Before I put the money in, you're looking for three hundred million. Mm -hmm. You know that that uh, that brings me that pops a question to mind. You know, we are in the business of ninety percent fail, ninety nine depends on where you go, and and it's it really interests me. What happens with a fund or the people in a fund? After they don't bring, uh, I mean, let's say a, a fund flops and doesn't bring uh, uh, any uh, results in, you know, like return on money. Um, maybe they brought in a few good investments that uh, almost covered the fund, but let's say that at the year of, let's say, year 10, take the max, the fund did not retrieve the the money. Okay, and, and I'm leaving this in, in very simple terms, okay? Yeah. Um, what happens? What happens to the people? What happens with the investors, with the LPs? What goes on? Well, we're not going to talk about, you know, any legal parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But generally speaking, it's the same Let's as with a startup. And, yeah. It's the same as with a startup. With good intention. No growth. No mm -hmm. scalability. 
no second fund. Reputation management, the GPs might be in for a hellstorm. So, so the GPs, the general partners, are always under pressure to, to succeed, really, to, to succeed, yeah. Right. Because they know that they won't be able to raise a second fund, which is essential for a fund. Even if they are able to, potential portfolio companies won't reach out to those funds because they already know that each and every company didn't succeed as much as it would have had they gone to a different fund. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing as with a startup. And, and this is why, and this is, is uh, you know, it irks me that startups don't even understand that. They don't understand the investor's point of view. They think that the investor's point of view should be, wait a minute, but you're gonna make money. You can't guarantee me <laughs> that you're going to scale up same goes for the fund. If it can't guarantee to LPs that it will scale up, there would be no fund to, or there might be, but it would take much longer to close it. Might even take 36 months. You know what it is? 36 months trying to close a single fund? Wow. That's ridiculous. Sometimes they won't be able to raise more than the soft cap, which means that they're stuck with certain portfolio companies. Mm -hmm. They don't have enough money for the follow-up rounds. No. They can't help them scale. They can't help them grow. And, and, then, uh, and then, if I understand correctly, uh, the portfolio companies need to find a, uh, a uh, continuous position with another fund. Either another fund or go for an IPO. Which is a bad IPO in this situation. It it usually is. Your valuation would be much lower mm -hmm. unless the public sees something different. I mean, any them. money raised out of constraints is will we be this, in a lower valuation? This is why uh, family offices have entered the business as mm -hmm. well, and now they're fighting over you know putting money into startups with funds. Really? They are a lot more uh, risk tolerant than mm -hmm. VCs because they usually have money to, not money to spare, but they have a lot more money to venture in in comparison. They don't have the same stringent, uh, stringency based on you know, uh, internal politics as a fund. So you say that the family offices coming are, are now coming in stages. They're, they're coming in. From from pre seed through round wow. C and round D. And versus where were they before? Most in most cases, family offices invested in things that they knew. Mm -hmm. You know, growth stage companies, mm -hmm. not not startups at all. Uh, real estate, precious metals. You know, mining things like that. And now they're going. Startups as well. They see that it's a good asset. Mm -hmm. It's the, one of the best performing assets. Uh, even PitchBook uh, talked about that fact that venture capital, uh, you know, is now number one asset of 2021. Better performing than anything else. 19.8 percent yield. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's and it has been in the top. Five for the past four years in a row, even during COVID. 
Yeah, I mean, when a startup grows and when when things go right, then it's uncomparable to anything. I mean, it's not just that. What put venture capital on top is the fact that funds are able to raise more funds mm-hmm. because of the scalability of startups. Makes more sense. You come to an LP and you say, "Look, got five x, seven x, ten x." This company was acquired for a billion and a half. The amount of VCs in these in the, in the last year or two that can decorate themselves with unicorns yeah. after these two years is so immense. It's just unbelievable. I mean, and, and before that, before COVID, more or less. And not so much. Yeah. I mean, a unicorn was something so special. Yeah. Now, it's... So it's, yeah, we have this and that amount of unicorns. It's unbelievable. And also in the U.S. Yeah, and, and, and you see unicorns all over the place, not just here in Israel. See it like in places such as Singapore, in India, in the States, in Africa. Everywhere there are unicorns. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. They, they said that, you know, those were mythical creatures. Apparently they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. So with that, uh, we will wrap up this uh, part with uh, Avishai. Avishai, I want to thank you very much for being with My us pleasure. here on the show. Yeah. If you have any questions for Avishai, feel free to reach out through the link in the description of this episode or through our show email, techgrind at gmail.com. That's T-E-C-H-G-R-Y-N-D at gmail.com. That's techgrind with a Y. Have a great day and... Uh, We'll see you in the next episode.